0: You're listening to Rhema for Today.
1: Let us understand that the Holy Spirit has a personality. Now the personality of the Holy Spirit just makes uh, additional proofs that he is a part of the member of the Trinity. Because we know that Jesus has attributes and personality. We know that God has attributes and personality. And now we see that the Holy Spirit has attributes and personality.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Ken Hagen continues his teaching on the person of the Holy Spirit. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagen for today's message.
1: John 14 there. I will pray the Father. He will give you another Three people are mentioned here. You cannot deny that fact. So I think the first thing that we need to understand that the Holy Spirit has come the Holy Spirit has come as a direct promise from Jesus himself that when I go I will ask the Father and he will send you another comforter. That's why the Holy Spirit came in the first place. Did you understand that? He came because Christ, when he ascended into heaven, he said that he was going to ask the Father to send the other comfort. That's why he came. All right? Now, turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Now you do understand that the writer of the Acts of the Apostles is the very same person that wrote Luke's gospel. How many of you understand that? If you don't, then just go back to the first chapter of Luke and begin to read and begin to read here in the first chapter of the first verse of Acts and you will find out that the book is written to the same person. Theopolis, and here in Acts, it says the former treaties or the former letter that I have made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus begun to do and to teach and to the day in which he was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen. And now he goes on, and actually if you would take the end of the book of Luke, You can tie it right in. It is a continuation of the narration that Luke was doing. He tells you here that he wrote about Jesus and all the things that he did and so forth and so on. And now he continues to tell about, and it says there that Jesus left and went away, but the Holy Ghost came. And then he picks up the story right there with Jesus leaving Because the story ends with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now he picks it up and carries the story on. And it says, And being assembled together, verse 4, with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For truly John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. The Amplified says it. And while being in their company and eating at a table with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. Now he told them, he already had told them, that is expedient that I go away. If I go away, I'm going to pray the Father. He sends you another comforter. And in another spot there, he tells them that that comforter is the Holy Ghost. And now he is telling them not to leave Jerusalem until they be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Actually... The word should be Holy Spirit there probably. We'll talk about that in a minute for us to understand it properly. Now, as we look at this, let us understand that the Holy Spirit has a personality. Now, the personality of the Holy Spirit just makes uh, additional proofs that he is a part of the member of the Trinity. Because we know that Jesus has attributes and personality. We know that God has attributes and personality. And now we see that the Holy Spirit has attributes and personality. You see here, in in some of the attributes of his personality are manifest like this. Let's say Romans 8, 27. "He He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit. But all these things work that one and the self same Spirit dividing to every man as he will. 1 Corinthians twelve eleven. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians four thirty. But they rebelled and vexed the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah sixty three ten. Thus we see that He has mind, will, and emotion. Look at it there. Now let's look at the personal activities that subscribe to Him. It says that he strives with sinners. It says that he teaches. John 14. He testifies of Christ in John 15 26. He reproves in John 16 8. He guides John 16 13 in Romans 8:14. He comforts Acts 9 31. He helps our infirmities in Romans 8:26. He intercedes for the saints in uh, Romans 8, 26. He searches the deep things of God in 1 Corinthians 2, 10. He sanctifies in Romans 15, 16. He witnesses in Romans 8, 16. He commands in Acts 16, 6 and 7. So if you begin to look at this, you can see that he has these different personal attributes. He's susceptible to personal treatment. He can be lied to in Acts 5.3. He can be resisted in Acts 7.51. He can be blasphemed, Matthew 12, 31 and 32. He can be grieved, Ephesians 4.30. He can be quenched, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. See, these are dealing with, and if you will notice, they are dealing with personal activities that are ascribed to the Holy Spirit are relegated to the Holy Spirit as part of his character, as part of his personality traits. We talk about people that have personality traits. Well, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. He is a person. And that's what I want to influence you and and bring home to you is the fact that he is a person and he should always be referred to as he and not it. Many people speaking when they're praying with somebody to receive the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Spirit comes, they say, there it is. Anybody ever heard that? Now, they understand, I mean, they don't mean it in any disrespectful way whatsoever. They're just trying to get the person to recognize that the Holy Spirit is there, but it is a wrong way to say it. It should be said, there he is. He has come, now yield to him and let him manifest himself. So be careful about saying it when referring to the Holy Spirit. Now, as we begin to look at the Holy Spirit, I want you to notice that the Holy Spirit has names. So he is not different from the God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father had different names that he was referred to as. Is that right? Jesus had different names that he was referred to by. Look at this. Christ was called Jesus, Redeemer, Savior, Son of God, Son of Man, Prince of Peace, Word of God, Bridegroom, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Apostle, High Priest, Shepherd, and so on. Actually... As you begin to look into this, you will see that the various names indicate the various functions and relationships of which he possessed. Now, go back into the Old Testament Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Salom, and all and on and on you go. But what each name simply was talking about the same God, but just a different side of him which you needed at a particular moment. See, Jesus has also been referred to as the healer. But you see, there was a time in my life I needed Jesus the Savior. And I ne- then I needed Jesus the healer. Same Jesus, just showing a different characteristic of the various functions in which he operates. See, we understand some of these things. You see, some people teach these things and they become so uh, intellectual in teaching it that sometimes you lose the perspective of it. And I uh, I could have got up here tonight and told you that we are now going to, now, I'm going back a few years, to 1959, and I was assembled in a class, and a man walked out, we were in a big auditorium class, because it was a huge class, he said, today, we shall begin a study of pneumatology, and in this study, we will intellectually and scientifically explore pneumatology and his attributes and what all is involved with him. That's a theological class. He simply told us that we were going to sit down and we were going to study the Holy Spirit and when it was all done, we would find out who he was and how he operated and all of that. That's all it was.
0: You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: And I have two yes. DVDs of <laughs> Dad, The Spirit Filled Life, number part one, The Spirit Filled Feel, Feel Life, part two. In fact, there's four, Hayden. DVDs Hayden. There's, DVDs actually, altogether. there's four DVDs all together, yes. both of these. That's four DVDs. And uh, you know, many people have heard people talk about Dad Hagen and and Kenneth Hagen, and of course I am Kenneth Hagen now. But I mean, I'm, well, I was always Kenneth Hagen. But yes. they, but Kenneth E. and I'm Kenneth W. But uh, right here, if you if you want to see him teaching some of the best teaching that he did yes. on the spirit. Feel live, You want to get a hold of these, and we are offering them so you can get them at a twenty dollars saving. You can have them for thirty four ninety five. So That's go nice. right now and order them. <coughs> uh, it's, it's, it's almost a twenty dollars saving. Almost twenty dollars ninety five saving. $18.95 yes. saving. And uh, this Kenneth E Hagen, Dad Hagen. is a lot of people called him, and uh, you want to you want to get a hold of these because it's going to help you with your spirit
0: 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of RAMA for Today. Tomorrow on RAMA for Today, we'll continue Ken Hagen's life changing message. That's tomorrow on RAMA for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.